ABC's a Greek. Oh, the ABC's a Greek. The ABC's a Greek. Hey everyone, and welcome back to the ABCs of Greek. I'm Thomas. I'm Erin. And I'm Jacqueline. And this is a podcast where we recap the ABC Family original series Greek episode by episode. Guys, we are so close to 100 reviews. I know I say that every week, but this time it's actually for real true. As we're speaking right now, we're at 95 when this airs, hoping for maybe a 98, but get us over that threshold and then... We're going to recap a movie of your choosing, and we're very excited to do so. So yeah, thank you for everybody who has left a review. Um, And again, we're talking about Apple podcast reviews, but certainly welcoming them across all platforms. Um, And while you're at it, uh, rate it also and throw us a, a subscription. Why not? Today, we are recapping season three, episode four, High and Dry. And the episode's original air date was September 21st, 2009. It was directed by Sean Piller and written by Patrick Sean Smith, Casey Johnson, and David Windsor. Um, The IMDb summary for the episode is Rusty seeks help in trying to get his grades back up while Casey and Evan monitor dry weekend. But things end up a little unexpected. At the same time, Ashley still refuses to give Fisher a second chance. I wish it just was Rusty seeks help from a mental counselor. <laughs> Rusty seeks this, help, period. This is a rough Rusty episode. I won't oh lie. my God. Yeah. Buckle up. Even though it's crazy. Well, you know what? It's harder when he's without Jordan. I've found that the episodes are rougher. I perceive for him without Jordan because she acts as an annoying buffer. Yeah. You're so right. Yeah. When he's isolated, it's worse. So maybe actually she should stay on the show forever. (laughs) Silence. (laughs) Not a word. (laughs) I mean, that may have been the purpose for her character. I don't know. we We should shoot Sean an email. Hey. (laughs) or maybe we're overthinking this yeah probably we should get some singapore slings and mull it over (laughs) (laughs) okay anyway wait what was the name that he used on his fake id that was a real chad stewart thomas you your mind is sharp wow like wow thomas that was so impressive if this was Jeopardy, you'd be the winner. Who is Robin Wiley? Who <laughs> <laughs> is Chad Stewart? <laughs> oh my gosh, we should come up with a Greek Jeopardy game. Wait, that would be... We need someone who also watched the show and was like so passionate about it to write the questions for us and then we compete against each other. Oh my God, that's such a good idea. Wait, does anyone idea. out there want to do it? <laughs> yeah, if anyone, anyone wants to questions? write it. That would be so fun. We could do a full episode where we do like a Jeopardy game. That would be so fun. Okay. And then we we would have to have our invisible assistant read all of the submissions and put them into a Jeopardy um, template. Right. I think we could certainly find someone to do that free labor. We can figure that out with AI. (laughs) So true. All right. (laughs) Let's dig in. So we open at the Panhellenic meeting 
And Catherine is um, reminding everybody that we're coming up on the annual dry weekend and the Greek system goes 48 hours without drinking. And Casey is making little snide comments in uh, the audience, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. The peanut gallery. Yeah. The, yeah. Um, and Catherine calls her out. She says that she's going to be patrolling to make sure that everybody isn't drinking. And again, Casey says it's going to be lame. And Catherine's like, why do you think I can't hear you? We're all in the same room. And it's like, yeah, also, I thought they ended on a good note. Casey is treating Catherine like Catherine has it out for her when it's so clear she doesn't. So Catherine's like, what's the issue, Casey? And Casey says, well, the point is to show everybody that you can have fun sober and we don't promote any fun. So we should make it an initiative to make sure people can have sober fun and they can do like alcohol related events like root beer pong and drunk driving goggles um and everybody is like yay (laughs) they're all chirping like little birds in snow white it's weird like how she's being with Catherine is weird it is weird um, yeah, I do think Casey's approach is like correct. Like it's better to like promote having sober right. fun instead of being like a patrol. But I do think one of the ideas Casey suggests is karaoke. And I feel like unless you're <laughs> someone who's like a really confident singer or a theater major, i.e. me, like I feel yeah. like karaoke isn't fun unless you're drinking. I was thinking right. the same thing. That's actually one of the sole activities that I would firmly believe that you actually have to be drunk for, but whatever. And also stop disrespecting uh, Catherine. I hate that. Like when people little like, like, come on, you're not in high school here. Let's stop. It was rude. Catherine's like, Oh, well, you know, if you are so passionate about this, then go ahead, take on the weekend, plan it. And honestly, I think it's an opportunity and Casey is acting like it's punishment. Like you're on Panhellenic. What like what is the problem? So Rusty and Cappy are now walking around campus while Rusty is studying flashcards. And he tells Rusty that he has like all of this mail at the KT house. And Rusty's like, I have not lived there in months. Like, what are you? And he's like, Yeah, there's quite a lot of mail that you have to come get and so Cappy while Rusty is studying is also talking about absinthe and things that he is thinking about for the KT underground party that they always throw for the sober weekend and then Rusty's like a a band of classmates pass him and they call him anchor and Cappy goes up and asks the guy what it means and he said oh um his grade is so low that he's holding down the curve like an anchor <laughs> yikes um humiliating across the board especially because i feel like rusty is so used to being like the smartest guy in class and this must be really difficult for him um just another way that his life is really hard. So now Ashley is excited to go over her plans with Casey for sober weekend and she's planning their escape into town. Unclear if it's Cyprus or Rhodes. And she's saying she wants to go on a bar crawl to meet new boys. 
Um, and Casey has to squelch her joy and she says, you know, what they went over in Panhellenic and how they're going to do fun, sober events. And Ashley's like, oh my God, whose idea was that? And Casey's like, I don't remember. Girl. (laughs) Yeah, girl. Yeah. Did Um, we mention that it's supposed to be a progressive party? So like everybody goes to each house. Oh, right. Yeah. I yeah. didn't say that. You're right. Yeah. I don't know how important it is, but essentially like ZBZ is setting up a party for like each other members. I don't know if each house is setting up a party, who's moving through the houses to the different parties, but whatever. But I think the idea is you could bop around if desired. Well, right. Yeah. 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 I guess that's it. That it, it looked kind of fun. I don't know. Yeah. Now I'm thinking of like parties before drinking was a thing right thinking of <laughs> in elementary school my friend had a birthday party and it was like haunted house theme because she was an October birthday <laughs> part of it was like they took us all downstairs and blindfolded us and like her mom would take us through and like put our hands in like bowls of like whatever marbles and grapes <laughs> and be like this yes. is eyeballs it scared me so much <laughs> I had to stop halfway through and ask her to take me upstairs <laughs> the spaghetti got to me Ooh. the brains brains and or intestines yeah I feel oh like October God. birthdays were the superior birthday though like I mean and I'm not even an October yeah. birthday but it was so fun to do like because then you get another chance to either wear your Halloween costume or like try out a different costume. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. As an October 26er, definitely hard agree. Great time to have a birthday. <laughs> Spooky season. Anyway, so I was a tough kid. But <laughs> um, so Fisher is hovering this whole time. And Ashley's like annoyed. She's like, I cannot avoid this guy. And Casey's like, sorry to break it to you, but. This food is going to need to be really good this weekend if things are going to be sober. So we're probably going to have to have Fisher work the party. Which also, it's like, Casey, maybe you could have found somebody. (laughs) But I guess he knows the house. And maybe hashers are hard to come by shorthand. So now we're at the Omega Kai house and Rebecca barges into Calvin's room. Everybody's favorite activity, barging into Calvin's room. And he's uh, really like meticulously wrapping this beautiful gift and it's a present for grant and rebecca is there calvin's like what do you want i know you want something and he's she's asking him to help her get ashley to forgive her and he's like maybe you deserve to be feeling some of this guilt like i think what you did was bad again calvin is truly like always the voice of reason the only time he ever strays is when he's like when it's not in his own best interest and he's doing something that we know he would tell a friend not to do yeah he's always on it because yeah you should feel guilty and Rebecca again it's only been a few weeks like pay the piper you know is Mm -hmm. that the saying Mm -hmm. okay it's worried I was having a Teresa Judice moment or (laughs) yeah I was watching below deck and this guy called the next morning when he was drinking the leg of the cat oh below deck really they get some that was a guest 
no <laughs> oh my god harper the way she just turned into the camera she can't believe that that was a guest she really identified with the below deck reference he was like viciously stupid though so oh my gosh harper is definitely a yacht dog for sure oh my gosh she'd be so good at yachting actually she wait would. is he yachting like a bad thing <laughs> no i think she oh well depends which yachting would she be like someone working on the boats or would she be a yacht girl <laughs> i feel like harp is she's a really hard-working dog so I feel yeah like she, she would get those worker. hospital corners like pulled very tight wait do you mean yachting like a bad thing like the way that they say like girls go yachting yeah yeah i was thinking like she would be good at that too yeah she would (laughs) i was thinking like in the style of like i feel like there's a lot of podcasts out there that talk about like the dark secrets of yachting like the yacht rock rock playlist on (laughs) the the dark underbelly of (laughs) the yacht world yeah i don't know much about yachting but i have heard like it's like celebrities end up yachting to like make money i might end up cutting me saying this (laughs) (laughs) no we'll keep it i think it's fine and everybody has to listen to hours of john cougar melon camp also when you just said that when you were like is that the right saying it reminds me of should have could have would have would have could have should have yeah when he corrected her tom sandoval it's like i also don't think there's like one no, she might have even said it right. She at least said it the way Taylor Swift says it. Uh, I, he he just has been waiting his entire adult life to be able to correct another adult that he's in a relationship with. So, and this <laughs> will just take it. This was VPR minute. <laughs> I need to start watching this show. You, ha- Thomas, please. Our friendship is suffering. You must don't deprive Harper. She doesn't have opposable thumb. She can't put it on herself. I will start <laughs> tomorrow. Tomorrow, that's like my goal for tomorrow. Tomorrow, yes. Tomorrow is the day. Gosh, and you're in for such a treat. So then, suddenly, a random girl stumbles into um, Calvin's room, and she's looking for Grant. And he's like, "Oh, are you his sister?" Mm-mm. Uh, uh, uh. No, 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 no. No, this is Grant's girlfriend. Interesting. Interesting twist. And Calvin looks pissed. Rightfully. Because you would think even like, okay, Grant's in the closet. Like, maybe he would mention this. Yeah. Yeah, Um, he really should have said something. But she's surprising him for his birthday. So I guess, you know, he he doesn't know that she's coming. So maybe he just didn't want to think about it. Yeah, but he really should have said to Calvin, like, hey, I have a girlfriend back at home that I'm about to dump. That was a major L on Grant's behalf. Mm -hmm. So now we're at Dale and Rusty's apartment and Dale is putting away his religious figurines because um, he's moving on from jesus he's gonna be an atheist and rusty's like have you heard this nickname anchor and (laughs) Dale goes i only called you it once or twice behind your back that's all (laughs) i love dale and rusty is so pouty about this and he's like i need to do some help with my reputation i can't be the anchor and it's like okay well maybe you try I know you want to be the cool guy who sits on a couch with his arm around his girlfriend or whatever he was saying in that other episode that nobody thinks he even is. So you're failing at being that and you're literally failing out of school. And he's like, okay, I need to get a sponsor for my new project. This like biodegradable polymer, whatever thing that he is 
has this idea for. And then he's like, and that will make me more appealing to my classmates. <laughs> like, will it? Yeah. Um, and so he goes, what is his advisor's name? I just call him advisor. I just call him advisor too. I don't remember. Yeah, I, they, I'm sure they mentioned it in like an earlier episode. I can never remember. I can't remember. You can call him Professor Surly. <laughs> and he's the one from The Simpsons, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, so his advisor kind of shuts him down immediately. He's like, I don't do this. I don't sponsor. And also... Also, he doesn't even like Rusty, and Rusty is constantly being a pain in his ass. And then he walks out and calls him Anchor, and he's like, you know that nickname, too? And he goes, I believe I started it. (laughs) (laughs) Bullies. That was funny. Yeah. Which, like, honestly fair, Rusty's annoying. He's always asking him for something in in the most, like, give me, give me way. Like, just hand out, like, like, in- Parks and Rec, um, Jenny Slate's character, and that Ben, I forget his awesome. Schwartz. Ben Schwartz. Money. Money, please. <laughs> Money, please. That's what he does yeah. to his advisor. Yeah, he only comes to his advisor when he's in, like, dire trouble. Like, he's not, like, and he's not giving anything back. Like, he's not doing well. He's not showing that he cares in any other way other than for his reputation. This guy doesn't even want to get his grades up just because it's the right thing to do or he's passionate about school. He wants to get his grades up because he's he doesn't want to be made fun of. Yeah, and it's the advisor mentions that it's like a Friday afternoon and the advisor had already given him like a Saturday night. Yeah. Literally. So now we're at the Omega Kai house and one of the Omega Kais is congratulating Grant on his hot girlfriend. Wait, um, this is this is where I have a fun fact. Sorry to interrupt. Oh, no, but this please. was the actor, the actor who played Jason DeLaurentis, Allison DeLaurentis's mm. brother on Pretty Little Liars, oh seasons gosh. two through seven, because he was recast. There was a different <laughs> actor who played Jason. Well, actually, he was Allison and Spencer's half brother. That Whoa. show is so I missed weird. The plot points in that show, <laughs> and I read those books. <laughs> I know I read them too. All of them. I religiously I still don't know what you're that. saying. I religiously watched that show, and when I saw him, I was like, "That's Jason." That's Jason. Wow. I, keeping with the theme, um, I loved that show, but I did get very scared watching it. It was really scary. I remember like there were some moments where I was like, this would, like, this is going too far. Yeah, it spooked me. Spooked me big time. I didn't um, watch. It was pretty good. Another ABC Family show. Yeah, I watched because I read all the books and then I watched the first episode and the first episode was the entire first book. And I was like, what? Yeah, I was like, something weird is going on here. I'm not into this. And I tuned right out. And there are about 200 more episodes. (laughs) (laughs) And like some kind of evil twin plot line, apparently some other brother plot plot line. Oh yeah, thank you. In the books, I think Allison had a twin. I'm really exposing myself here. I (laughs) I watched the new Pretty Little Liars that was on HBO Max. Oh whoa, did that get the can or is that still on? It's still on, and I actually liked it. Like I'm not gonna lie. I saw some people on TikTok saying it was good, but like I also don't trust anything I hear about that show because of regular pretty little liars like people thought that was good and i was like it has they lost the plot immediately (laughs) people meaning me (laughs) meaning thomas i'm calling thomas out 
<laughs> no, I'm sure it's a it's definitely a polarizing show. I'm sure um our listeners are also divided. Right in. And while you're writing your review. <laughs> yes. Okay, so also his girlfriend's name is Whitney. I don't know if I said that previously. Calvin is annoyed at Grant. And as they're starting to have this conversation, Whitney bounds down the stairs. And she's like, oh, I've been putting my clothes away. And gosh, that closet is so big. You could fit a whole person in there. Mm. (laughs) I loved that. And then she's like, don't worry, Calvin. Like, we aren't going to have sex until until you're asleep. Ew, the way she said it too was so creepy. I know. Thinking a weekend on the Dale Rusty Futon is in order. Back to the good old days. Now Casey and Ashley are at Dobblers and Ashley is on the hunt for a new guy. She's eyeing down everyone who looks her way. Um, She only has so much time before Sober Weekend starts. Evan walks by and Evan and Casey have like a weird tense like greeting moment and Ashley's like when did you get so friendly even though it wasn't friendly at all it was literally hi hi it was like seeing your least favorite person at the office and then Cappy comes over and (laughs) cheerses them to dry weekend Casey is stumbling over her words and then Casey lets him know that she's going to be the one patrolling all the houses and now Ashley's just finding this out and she's getting even more upset that Casey isn't going to be at the ZBZ house and going to leave her all alone with Fisher. And they're like basically warning Cappy that they really can't have a party this year. Yeah, I was just going to say, and she's like, well, I know at first he thinks it's a good thing. He's like, oh, good, a man on the inside. And she's like, no, I know all of your hiding spots, all of your tricks. Like she's basically saying, like, yeah, I'll turn you in. So I think that's why he walks away weird because he's Kind of like, oh, you're actually taking this really no, seriously. He, no, he walks away weird because she says, and that closet where we talked. <laughs> yeah. And then he's like, mm-hmm, and then walks away. And it's like, yeah. Go I am not loving their scenes together as of late. Me neither. It's making me feel bad. It's making me feel yeah. bad about myself. <laughs> Same. It's just like the gotcha <laughs> game. It's making me feel left out. <laughs> <laughs> literally (laughs) so left out (laughs) and so yeah it's just it's just upsetting and I think it's upsetting Casey too and then Casey gets a little text on her phone and she finds out who her patrol partner is and she looks up and makes eye contact with Evan as he's looking at his phone and guess what I'm actually here for it if if Cappy's gonna be like that Mm mm-hmm then yeah, maybe maybe kiss Evan. I, a little. I don't know. Wish her and Evan could just be like a casual fling. Obviously, they can't with their history, but like he has casual fling energy at the moment. He's untethered. He's working at Marie Callender's. Like that's <laughs> all he can give. It's the perfect moment to swoop in, well, he have a little fun. Calendars. Oh right, <laughs> he's he's at Chili's now. <laughs> oh my god, I love Chili's. Chili's is so good. Is there a Chili's here? I don't think probably so. in Times. Yes, there's one in Times Square. Remember, Aaron, when we looked up how much it was to go to the New Year's Eve party at Chili's? That was Applebee's. Oh shoot! Permanently closed. Know. The Chili's in Times Square. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, 
family so friendly chains are doing classic text mix <laughs> you wanted to know uh thomas the Times square experience at applebee's will run you about twelve hundred dollars a person yeah <laughs> oh my gosh i mean i believe they walk it. you over in a line to watch the ball drop wow oh my god what a crowd what a crowd deluxe experience now Catherine is telling Casey how she's really impressed with her. She's like, wow, you got this together so quickly. And then Casey's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Can I have another patrol partner? Um, and Catherine's like, oh, because you dated Evan and it didn't end well. And she's like, mm-hmm. And then Catherine's like, you need to be powerful. And honestly, I thought you were Panhellenic board material, um, but now I'm rethinking that. And Casey's like, wait, what? There's a seat open? And she says, um, yeah, Jeanette dropped out of the board to focus on school. Imagine that. <laughs> Her delivery of it is so funny. She, I love this character. And this actress is so good at it. She's <laughs> so good. She's so funny. And she does it in like such a natural way. Yeah. It's and like biting and funny and like knowing. It's just so good. But now Casey's like, no, no, wait, 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 wait. I'm going to do it. She doesn't say that, but that's like the sentiment that she's going <laughs> to suck it up and um, patrol with Evan. Yeah, I guess that's the end of Jeanette, a.k.a. Alicia, as I dubbed her last week. Sad. I, I hope Sad. we see her again someday. She's funny. I know. I was getting used to seeing her. Maybe at graduation. Hmm. <laughs> so now we're in the capital house and beaver is sobbing he's so upset about this dry weekend actually being dry rusty's picking through his mail which is like there's a laundry basket full of all his mail and he's looking at his card that his nana gave him for his birthday and he's like huh my my nana usually gives me money for my birthday or cash <laughs> and then Cappy, wade and beaver all kind of look at each other and they're like oh she she must have forgotten they're like uh, times are tough <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean technically this was the the recession so they're they're totally right there wade says she must not love you anymore <laughs> oh my gosh they're talking about uh dry weekend and so they're trying to get creative about ways they can drink this weekend without necessarily getting caught throwing a, an underground party and then rusty uh, somehow turns the conversation back to himself and goes back to how he's being called anchor and he's kind of flipping over this uh note card that he got from his advisor about this book signing with dr larson that's coming up and Cappy keeps telling him, like, you just need to keep asking professors. Like, you're eventually going to find someone. The way they are talking about finding a professor to help sponsor you is almost like finding, like, a romantic prospect. Like, they're kind of making these analogies. Rusty hands over this card with the book signing information to Cappy. Cappy kind of looks at it and, and sees that there's an open bar. So a light bulb flashes in his, his head that he can he beaver and wade can go and drink in like in disguise and which we later find out rusty goes with the intention of meeting another professor who can then sponsor him for this project that he wants to work on and so alvin goes into his room to find grant and then whitney is in there by herself and whitney's kind of like upset and confused and she confides in 
Kelvin. And she's saying that things with Grant are really weird. And she found this beautifully wrapped gift and it's signed from C. And so Calvin says, oh, don't worry. That gift is from me. And Whitney is instantly relieved. She's like, this was wrapped so beautifully. I thought like it had to have been from a woman. And she's so she's happy. Also like he's acting weird. Yeah. Which obviously from the audience's perspective, we know why he's acting weird. But Whitney is just completely confused. She is so elated to find out that the gift is from Calvin. And she says that he should come to Dobbler's to celebrate Grant's birthday. And she's like, bring a date. Like, do you have someone special in your life? And he's like, kinda. And then she's like, do I know her? And she's like, kinda. (laughs) Oh gosh, poor, poor Calvin. He is being put through such awkward situations this episode. So now we're at the book signing for Dr. Larson and Dale is very excited to see Cappy because they're besties now. And Rusty's really scoping out the room for sponsors. And like every time he his eyes land on one sponsor, Dale kind of gives him the 411 about like why that would be a bad idea. And so finally, his eyes land on Dr. Larson, who had written this book that they're all there getting signed. And Rusty's like, that's the one. Like he would be like the best sponsor for this project. But he thinks Dale, like if he gets sorry, he says like he's like if I get a big name like that, then everyone like I won't be the anchor anymore. There won't even be a question about it. Like he wants someone that has like very high prestige. Yes, everyone will respect him and he'll have like a new name again. <laughs> and so ridiculous. Dale like shuts him down immediately. He's like, that would be impossible. Like there's no way he would he would sign on for you. And Rusty's like, no, like I have to make this work. So then Rusty goes over and introduces himself, but immediately the same guy who we saw earlier in the episode, first call Rusty Anchor, says like, hey, Anchor, in front of Dr. Larson. (laughs) So Dr. Larson is like, to Anchor. He says, he's like, that's an interesting like name. Like basically being, oh, like how'd you get that nickname? And that's when Rusty says, I come from a long line of semen. And he just looks at Rusty like, <laughs> And Rusty even like makes a face like he knows what he just said. Mm-hmm. Oh gosh, Rusty making everyone uncomfortable. Classic. What else is new? Who'd have thought? So now Evan and Casey are patrolling. And Casey's like just trying to, you know, be civil and make small talk. And Evan's just not really participating. He's just being kind of rude to her and cold Mm -hmm. yeah he's like we don't really need to small talk yeah about the past because i think she's mentioning something about like something they used to do together yeah i no, i don't even think he's like we don't need to talk at all he's like shutting it down she brings up something that like like oh this reminds me of blank and then he's like we need to we don't need to make small talk about the past especially this reminds me of you shutting the fuck up. He's <laughs> really rude to her in this yeah. beginning scene, like unnecessarily, because she's clearly uncomfortable too. Like you would just be like, yeah, like don't. It's yeah, weird. he's being unnecessarily cold to her right now. And so then they they're at the frat house where that one episode. I think his I think his name was actually Jason. Oh, is that what? Oh, okay. So I remembered it later. It's the Phi Psi Pies. Yes, the Phi Psi Pies. They're at their house 
and they run into that guy i think i'm pretty sure his name was jason the one that ashley dated that was a nerd but he was like a mean mm-hmm. he was just like travis he was a nerdy travis mm-hmm. yeah he was so he was so mean we also find out that there are brownies at this house and at one point casey like offers evan a brownie and they both enjoy a lovely brownie and as casey and evan leave we see jason like hand out the brownies to the other frat brothers where he basically insinuates that they're pot brownies yeah and he also says to casey while she's leaving he's like tell or tell ashley what she's missing or something like that oh yeah he does gross Gross. I just had to chill. Yeah, he's icky. He's really gross. And not in an eye way. Yeah, he should have dated an icky. (laughs) There's nothing worse than like making the mistake of dating somebody way below your league and then them continuing to exist once you've come to your senses. (laughs) And to say things like tell tell them what they're missing. Ugh. (laughs) So now we're back at the book signing and Cappy is chatting up uh, this girl who is a scientist and she's not really into Cappy at all. And it's, I, they just like really don't have anything in common, but then all of a sudden she's like, Oh, sorry. Hold that thought. I actually just saw Dale and she goes over to talk to Dale. I love that Dale fully thrives in his world and like <laughs> is not bothered by anything outside of his world. Like to him, he is King. Yeah, he is honestly thriving here at this party. He's king-coded. And so Rusty comes up to Cappy and confides in him with, like, how poorly his conversation went with Dr. Larson. So Cappy's confidence is also flailing after he had that conversation with the scientist girl. So they decide that they need to be each other's wingmen. And Rusty needs help with Dr. Larson. Cappy needs help talking to a woman here who like basically making him sound like he knows something about science then all of a sudden we see beaver and he's dressed like in a sweater and glasses and he's completely incognito and he orders two chardonnays with extra ice i love that but also when rusty comes back like charlie brown walking over to cappy he wants to leave. Like he's yeah, like he's ready I, we to need give to up. Leave. Yeah, like why can't you ask another professor? Like the plan was. Dr. Larson doesn't even know that you were going to ask him and failed. He's so woe is me. It's yeah. too much. It's also just like imagine going to like a book signing, say. So it's like the book signing is clearly about the person signing the books. Imagine going to that book signing and be like, you show up and then expect that person to like be your mentor. Like that is completely ridiculous. Rusty yeah. is Rusty is Delulu. He's living in a world of delusion where he is yeah. the only person that exists. Like imagine if we just went to a book signing for I don't know. I'm trying to think of someone who like just wrote a memoir. <laughs> Harry. Prince Harry. Like, we went to Prince Harry's <laughs> memoir signing and then expected him to like help us write memoirs. <laughs> well, we should really be talking to his ghostwriter, but yeah. <laughs> No, he wrote that. Yeah. He, he sat down and wrote that. <laughs> I believe that he definitely wrote the part about quoting the Spice Girls. I still need to read it. I love I've a good celebrity memoir. <laughs> I listened to it on tape, which I recommend. 
Okay, I'll give it a shot. I won't. I'm not going to put up a front that I'm going to consume it in any way, but that's fine. Support you <laughs> doing that. Because, and then it's easier to skip the chapters that are like, there's like 10 chapters that are literally just describing scenes of war. No. So I did skip those. And I, yeah, that'd be a lot harder on a Kindle. Yeah. Like I'm in it for the tea. I don't really care about these battle scenes. Thank you. Rebecca finds Calvin studying because he doesn't want to be in his room, which is totally fair because Whitney's there. And so they're like sitting outside on a bench. And Rebecca, Rebecca's actually being really sweet here. She's like, is it because you like Grant? And then, because Rebecca obviously doesn't know that Calvin and Grant were dating because it's a secret. And so Calvin says he'll tell Rebecca what's going on to test her trustworthiness. Because at the beginning of this episode, Rebecca really wanted Calvin to help her with Ashley's forgiveness. So Rebecca's like very on board to be trustworthy here. So he confesses that he and Grant are dating and that's why he's feeling so upset. And Rebecca immediately like shouts. She's like, Grant is gay. And then realizes that she just shouted that out in public. Rebecca actually offers like some pretty good wisdom here. She's like, you know, sometimes it takes a long time for people to come out. Grant has to just do it his own way. And this is where also I think Rebecca asked Calvin about like his own coming out story and like how he came out. And Calvin talks about how he worked at... I think it was, um, what was the store? Express for Men. Express for Men. And Rebecca's like, oh, that's how people knew you were gay? He's like, (laughs) no. He's like, I just started telling my coworkers and the people I trusted. And yeah, so Rebecca, like Calvin is kind of shocked by how respectful of other people's feelings Rebecca is being. And she's like, make sure to mention it to Ashley. I will say, like, I think Rebecca has a very good point. I think ultimately she's correct. But cheating on someone that you're with is never okay. Like, he's cheating on Whitney for, like, who knows how long. That That's the part. Like, yes, the coming out part is, like, definitely a struggle. All of that is very valid. But not telling Calvin that you're in another relationship and still being with him. And then, like, also doing that to Whitney. Like, that's not yeah. cool. Yeah. He's cheating I understand on both the, of them. Right. I understand the, like, plight of, like, probably, like, well, I don't, you, you know what I mean. Like, I, I get that that would be really hard. But I, it's the cheating aspect on top of it that that's just kind of an unnecessary cruelty. Like, now they're just casualties in this, both of them. Um. Is that is that me being like rude? No, I just need to admit that I didn't even think about it as him cheating on <laughs> on Whitney until right now. But also, I was watching this episode in my sauna, so my brain was a little. <laughs> you watched it in the mini sauna, Aaron. Yeah, but then I had to get out like a half hour in because my hands got too sweaty and I couldn't keep typing. <laughs> oh my god! No, I actually thought that Calvin was like being too gracious here I was like I think if I found out that that had happened I would immediately be like really upset I don't think I don't think I would like bounce back from that as quickly as he does property would be destroyed yeah because I mean to me it's like it's really not about him like coming out to Whitney like that's not even the reason you have to break up with her like you don't have to come out to her to break up with her but like you shouldn't be cheating on her and then simultaneously kind of basically cheating on Calvin too. 
Yeah, it it actually like physically hurt me like watching Calvin's reaction to when Grant and Whitney kiss for the first time. Like, did you feel that like that cringe? It was sad. It it also like made me upset because I really liked Grant and I forgot about this plot point and now I'm like, ew. I know. <laughs> yeah, somebody queue up picture to burn and let's start dancing. Stop. Like, ultimately, I think Rebecca is probably right. Like, this is just him not really being able to navigate the situation, but like. Calvin would have a right to be mad in this instant. Oh, totally. Yeah. So now we're at the ZBZ dry party and Ashley comes downstairs to the Sunday bar where Fisher is working. And oh my goodness, her hair, her outfit, incredible. Oh my God, that bodysuit. She is slaying so hard in this scene. She looks so, her makeup, phenomenal. Mm -hmm. The hair, the hairdo, I don't know if she like, if it was just straighter than normal or if she had like some highlights going on, the hair looked amazing. Yeah, she looks so good here. And she approaches Fisher and basically tells him, I kind of loved this. She's like, I was really hoping we'd have a new hasher because, you know, it is a party and I'm single and I'm planning to talk to other guys. So Fisher is honestly like, you know, you do your thing. Like, I'm not going to stand in your way. And you can you can tell he's hurt. Especially because not only is she amazing, but she, like, looks incredible right now. So then Evan and Casey show up to inspect the house. And you can tell that something is, like, off. Like, they start to feel kind of nauseous. And, like, the room starts kind of moving. And really to top things off, Laura approaches the karaoke (laughs) machine. And she she is one of those people who can really, like, soberly just bust out a jam at karaoke and she starts singing that one song it's like I'm the one who wants to be with you which is it's so funny because it's the most random song you could have thought of yeah she sounds good she sounds like she has a musical theater background am I right she can carry a tune like I thought perhaps they would make her be like really really bad I mean she's no like Ashley singing but she could carry the tune for sure yeah it it just matches so perfectly to yeah to like Evan and Casey's high really starting to settle in like Laura's like belting this random song like they start to feel really like Evan's feeling really warm and uh Casey's starting to notice like every cat that's in the house and she starts asking these questions like Maybe cats put prints of humans on their pillows. Oh, yeah, I like this. Evan Evan says cats freak him out, which we know the actor, Jake McDormand, enjoyed cats because if you listen to our episode with Jess Phillips, she mentioned he had a cat on set. Yeah, he would bring his cat to set sometimes, so... I almost wondered, I was like, did they, did those writers like sneak that in? Cause they knew it wasn't true. Cause Evan keeps saying, oh, I really am freaked out by cats. They just freak me out. Like he's getting all paranoid. Okay. So Ashley brings over the drunk simulation goggles because she's like, these do not seem to be working. And then they, she puts them on uh, Casey and Evan and like immediately they're like, whoa. So uh, clearly they work for them. What a weird, honestly, side note, like what a weird activity at a sober party, putting drunk goggles on people. I think they're supposed to show you like, like it's an anti-drunk kind of thing. Like, look at how much it impairs you. Oh, got it. I guess that they, I remember when they used to do that, like in high school and right. everybody like really wanted to put them on. But I never felt like they worked in high school either. I was like, I think I just have astigmatism and this is how I see. Yeah, I actually just felt like, I, I felt like I was putting on someone's prescription glasses yeah so now we're back at the 
uh, book signing. And Rusty approaches this girl named Hillary, who immediately is just like, hi, anchor. And Rusty introduces Cappy as this scientific inventor. And immediately Hillary recognizes like the invention that he created that Rusty claims Cappy was involved in. And so Hillary's like, oh my gosh, you're David Wong? And <laughs> Cappy's like, yeah. Then they walk away so Cappy can help Rusty with Dr. Larson. And then they pass Wade, who is dressed like a literal doctor. Like he has a stethoscope on. <laughs> and he's asking the bartender if they have bigger wine glasses. It's so good. It's so funny. And he's like wearing a full-on lab coat. Yeah, and he has the empty wine glasses. He was the second Chardonnay. At first I thought Beaver was just having two Chardonnays extra icy for himself, which I respect. <laughs> I just like how he wanted extra ice. Something about that is really funny. So... They um, approach Dr. Larson and Cappy's using his charm. He offers, he like notices uh, Dr. Larson is without a drink. So he offers him a glass of red and really starts chatting Rusty up. Then Rusty gives his idea on the project, which actually when Rusty was talking about it, it sounded kind of cool. It's basically like taking recycled materials and making them useful. But also it sounded like a project that like was definitely not his idea. Like I feel like a lot of people are doing that. Maybe not in 2009. Maybe they all took Rusty's idea. Mm, that's so it. So true. So Dr. Larson's like, actually, it's a good idea. Like, I would sponsor you, but I'm actually sponsoring another student. It's Dale Kettlewell. <laughs> Get the bag, Dale. And Dale <laughs> shows up and he's like, hi. Like, Dale is a dirty dog. He's telling Rusty, oh, no, you can't have Larson. He'd never sponsor you. All the while. Also, it's like, yeah, why would he? He hadn't heard of him. Yeah, he's not wrong. Like, get that bag, Dale. I stand. I think good for Dale. Mm -hmm. Rusty choked. He had the opportunity. He choked. Right. So now we're back at the ZBZ party, and Evan and Casey are so high, and they're like really just dominating the Sunday bar. Like, they're putting whipped cream (laughs) straight into their mouth. They're like, making Sundays basically on their mouths. Fisher keeps getting in the way of Ashley trying to talk to other guys. Like Ashley's talking to this other frack eye and Fisher approaches with a, a tray of cupcakes. He's giving ick now. Yeah, it's yeah. getting gross. I'm like, yeah. leave, like, go away. You're being rude. Yeah, and honestly, Ashley's like even trying to get him to leave because she's like, Casey's here, she can handle it. But Fisher's like, no, they Casey definitely can't like, she and Evan are completely stoned right now. And uh, Ashley's kind of in denial about this. But then we see like Casey and Evan on the stairs just eating whipped cream out of the bottle. And it, it becomes very clear to Ashley that they are high. Wait, uh, but also Fisher says, uh, yeah, they are. They were just hiding under a table for 10 minutes pretending to be shoes. <laughs> <laughs> and then they disappear. Evan and Casey just vanish. And so... Um, and Lara is still on the karaoke mic hard yeah she is a karaoke mic hog which honestly like there are people out there I'm not gonna I mean I have been in her shoes you know I love I love holding a microphone that's why we have this podcast somebody needs to take over at karaoke like somebody needs to hold it down (laughs) I have a lot in common with Laura I'm realizing yeah so they have AC AC Casey and Evan have disappeared and Ashley has gone to search for them. And Fisher's also like Fisher and Ashley split up to go find them. So now back at the book signing, Rusty is extremely furious with Dale 
who just basically took his idea for the sponsor successfully. And then Cappy says to remember the KT tenet of friendship, never let a conquest come between you and a friend. And so Rusty apologizes. I think he apologizes to Cappy for like- No, to, to Dale. He's like, okay, you're right. Sorry, Dale. Yeah, because he was like freaking out on him. But also um, before this, Dale is like, Hmm, I don't know. Dr. Larson might just be um agnostic. He says he's an atheist, but I don't know. <laughs> oh yeah, because Dale is like in his atheist era. Mm-hmm. So then Cappy's like, why can't Dr. Larson sponsor you both? Because and- Rusty is literally whining at this point. He goes, Dale, you know I need it more than you. You don't need it as badly as I do. And Dale's reaction is so funny. He's like, uh, I mean, maybe, but it would kind of pull focus from my project. Like, it was just the way he said that was so funny. And then Rusty's like, I'm not giving up. And he goes off once again to find Dr. Larson. He's like, I'm not giving up on this yet well dale does say like okay like i guess it's fine he relents yeah (laughs) yeah and rusty is i am not throwing away my shot in this yeah (laughs) hamilton yeah no that's like playing in the back of his mind so ash and fisher are running around the zbz house and they cannot find evan and casey and Ashley's just like, like, just leave Fisher. Like, honestly, like, just go. I'll be fine. I'll find them. And he's like, no, I'm not leaving. I'm not someone who bails when there's a problem. Oh, you're just somebody that kisses someone else. Okay. Literally. Ooh. Um, sorry. <laughs> so Ashley, like, she's like, okay, fine. And they split up again. Ashley goes and checks the bathroom, but she doesn't like look in the stalls that are closed. They have um, shower curtains. And so she leaves and then we see Casey and Evan are in one of the stalls and they're smelling all of the different shampoos and they're like loving it. Like, like Evan's like, oh my God, that one is so good. The pina colada is so good. He's like dying over how good it smells. She's like, yeah, that one's my favorite. And then Casey's so cute. She goes, I just got sad. I know. I yeah, got sad it was, too. It was so sweet with the way that she said it. And he's... He's like, why? And she's like, he's like, why? Because you can't eat it. And she's like, no, because we used to have so much fun together. And then he's, she's, she lists all the stuff that Evan does. She's like, before you cheat on me and hit Rusty with the paddle and started dating Franny and, and paid off the Lambda Kai. Yeah. Or Lambda Sig. When she says started dating Franny, Evan gags. He like physically shudders and she's like, yeah, gross. (laughs) He was like, yeah, honestly, like I was really surprised that you didn't try to get out of patrolling with me. And she's like, oh, I did. And he says, you know, I think I've just been a jerk to you because when I'm around you, it reminds me of like all of the bad stuff that I did to you, which. Try me a river, Evan. You can't be around her because you treated her so badly. I agree with you. However, I will say like sometimes that's just like the reaction you have, even if it's incorrect, you know, like in my Mm -hmm. Evan defense, I'm like, okay, I could see where like being so ashamed of something makes you almost more of an asshole. You know, 
Yeah, yeah, maybe he's so afraid to hurt her again that he's Well, no, like, I think it's just more just like you're embarrassed. <laughs> Tom is giving way the benefit of the doubt. No, I think it's more just like when you're embarrassed and you're just like, I'm like, I can't even deal with this. And you're just like rude instead. I don't know. Yeah, I, for sure. I'm like, he's so afraid to hurt her again that he's just going yeah, to hurt her again they're, anyway. They're right, right. He's in love. <laughs> he's scared to love again. Uh, uh, yeah, I can't say that's <laughs> what I think. What is that from? What song is that from? Afraid to love know. again. I don't know. If you know what I'm talking about, just write a review. <laughs> so then what she's just like, it? do you ever wish that we could go back to freshman year? Like when me, you and Cappy were friends. And he's like, yeah. Like, or she goes, oh, it's like crazy. Where I just don't even talk anymore. He goes, I actually do talk to Cappy. And I think at this point, I'm like, oh my gosh, she's going to tell her about the underground society, the secret society. But instead, he says something even more surprising. He's like, I talked to Cappy at the end of the world party. Um, and he says, yeah, he was on his way to see you. And Casey is shocked. She had no idea this had happened, obviously, because if you'll remember, she thought that he just never showed up for her. Yeah. And he, Evan admits that he told Cappy not to go to her and he says like you know i wasn't trying to mess you guys up i was just being honest like what did he think was gonna happen did he really think it was a good idea and casey immediately forgives him and just says well if he wanted to come he would have which is kind yeah. of true like mm -hmm. yeah evan said like is this really a good idea like do you really want to be hurt again all that stuff but like realistically if cappy was like so intent on it he would have gone i was gonna say i was surprised by her response there i thought that was actually like a really emotionally mature response to have especially even while high mm -hmm. yeah no totally i thought so too i was ready for her to get like really mad and like pour all the pina colada shampoo on his head yeah and evan is being a pouty boy now he's full-on like humph yeah then when she's yeah. like well if he wanted to he would pouty yeah, evan is cute Evan's really cute this episode. <laughs> and then he said, well, he's cute every episode, but yeah. I like him high a lot. I wrote that later. I was like, unfortunately, he played like he's his character is really good acting high. Like he's sweet and like funny and goofy. Yeah, he really is. You can see why he like originally auditioned for Cappy. Yeah. I was just about to say I could see how Evan originally wanted to be in KT with this attitude. Right. And that's kind of how he is in Aquamarine, too, because he's kind of like goofy as Raymond. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which we'll maybe we'll be reviewing. Um, And then they're sitting there kind of in silence. And then Evan's like, oh, I really want to eat the pina colada. And then he goes for it. And she's like, don't do it. I tried it once. It was terrible. <laughs> that <laughs> shampoo does smell good. It that does. Oh, one. Yes. And the package has not changed in the past 15 years. That's I know. still what the blue one looks like. I almost want to go really to itchy. a it makes me want to go to a CVS and just like sniff some of them. <laughs> yes. We can do a live pod from a CVS. So yeah, from the aisles. So Rusty is now giving his pitch once again to Dr. Larson. Like He's telling him all about the stuff. And I was like, I wrote down, I was like, honestly, I would write down Rusty's idea, but I don't care enough. It's so boring to me. So I can't tell you what it's actually about, but it's Lars just the biodegradable polymers that we are. Right. Doing. That. So Larson then says he like only sponsors good students. And since he has, has never heard of Rusty, then Rusty is clearly not one of those like exceptional students, which is true. 
Mm-hmm. We know that. And so then he offers Rusty a job assisting Dale on Dale's <laughs> project. This is so amazing. What an amazing piece of comeuppance. Oh my God. So good. So I loved this. Yeah. He goes, just so you know, just so you know, Dale's an atheist. And they look over at Dale. <laughs> so he doesn't accept it on the spot or anything, right? No. I think he's just like, ooh. Yeah yeah so rebecca is acting as calvin's beard on a double date with whitney and grant at dobbler's mm-hmm. and whitney tries to give grant calvin's like gift and it's so weird that she brought his gift it's, it's not her so place weird. and it's weird the way she's insisting on giving it to him too because calvin's like oh like that's something that should like don't open that here like it's private like it's fine don't open it here and then she's like, no, 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 I'll open it then. Like, come on, open it, open it. She's being really weird about it. And then she's about to open it. And finally, Calvin's like, I'm I'm gay and I have an inappropriate crush on Grant. Like, so that's what the gift reflects. And yeah, it's so uncomfortable. So then Rebecca doesn't react. She's just still drinking her drink. And then she realizes she's supposed to be surprised by this. So she looks at Calvin and slaps him. She's like, that's why you never kiss me with tongue. <laughs> but wait also when he's saying this I like straight up am assuming like that there's like a vibrator in the box like yeah I'm thinking this gift must have such a tell to a yeah. romantic relationship yeah that's how I felt too I was like there must be something so revealing in this gift yeah I felt yeah. like male lingerie <laughs> that was weird and then Grant is like, it's fine, Calvin. Uh, I got to talk to Whitney. Like, can you guys give us a minute alone? And so they leave. Um, but Rebecca is like, I don't want to leave. <laughs> I laughed out loud at that part. She is so funny in this episode. Yeah, she wants to see how it plays out. Like it's which just not going to be interesting. It. Yeah. <laughs> so Laura is taking a break from singing at the ZPZ party and she takes the mic with her. I she doesn't that. want anyone else to she unplugs it yeah <laughs> um so they still can't find fisher and ashley still can't find casey and fisher's like i'll drive around campus looking for her and ashley's like it's this is so annoying like you don't get to be the good guy while i look yeah. like the bitter bitch and she's like i'm actually starting to feel sorry for you but i want to punch you but i know that's not going to make me feel better and he's like no do it punch me She's like, it's not going to make me feel better. But then she's so mad. She does punch him and it like actually hurts. And she's like, he's like, so how do you feel? And she's like, not any better. Yeah. And he's like, I don't know what to do. Everything I'm trying is making this worse. And she's like, it does. Because it reminds me of what a great guy I thought that you were, which is Mm -hmm. so fair and really sad and heartbreaking. And so she, she's like, I just don't want you to like be working here anymore. I don't want to see you anymore. And he's like, okay, that's fine. Like I'll quit. And he quits the hasher job. Ashley kind of goes to run after him or like chase him kind of, but she opens the door and Catherine immediately is behind the door and walks in. And she's like, where are Casey and Evan? They only did five houses and then they <laughs> stop. And I guess, I think at this point, Casey and Evan have like walked down the stairs and Ashley looks yeah. at them and she's like, no, like Casey, there was a problem with the karaoke machine. Casey was fixing it. But Catherine just starts ripping Casey a new one. She's like, I was counting on you. 
all you care about is having fun. Like you clearly weren't up for this. And then Evan sticks up for Casey and he's like, no, she's the only reason that this dry weekend didn't totally suck like it usually does. And like everyone's feeling very moved by his words. But then he goes and says, she may be afraid of trees, but she doesn't let you drink the shampoo. And then Catherine looks at Ashley and says, they're stoned. (laughs) And Ashley's like, yeah. (laughs) So at KT, Kathy is talking to Rusty. They're sitting on the pool table. This shot, did you guys notice how weirdly this was shot? It was like very fancy. Yeah, it was like, I noticed that too. I was like, I think they like made a different set or something here. Well, it was as if we were viewing them having this conversation inside from outside. But they're talking and Cappy is like, yeah, I might like, Rusty asks, do you think that you'll call that girl Hillary again? And Cappy's like, no, she kind of made me feel stupid around her. And I'm like, all right. And- rusty's response yeah made me so livid he goes off on this girl he says well where where does she get off making you feel dumb around her like i'm sorry this woman existing at an event where he was pretending to be a scientist and she was a scientist like excuse you yeah i mean once again he's talking about himself right like He's saying, like, no one should be making him feel stupid, but he's supposed yeah. to be giving advice to Cappy because everything has to be about him at all times. So then Cappy is like, no one can make you feel inferior, like, unless you let them. Or he misquotes Eleanor Roosevelt. And then, of course, Rusty corrects him and says, it's it's without your consent. Put and- a yeah so then cappy says like oh well i'm just really glad that you like got everything you wanted out of this so it seems like that means that he has taken the assisting yeah but they don't he never said that he was going to so i was a little bit confused but then they zoom in on his face and he looks all melancholy so you're like oh he doesn't want to be doing this (laughs) so casey comes back into her room and she's like fresh out of the shower like ready to go to bed and like no longer stoned (laughs) and she says like to ashley she's like wow wasn't that amazing like how quickly Catherine ran out of here to go bust the five side pies she's kind of like has a girl crush on Catherine. she's like amazed by her at this point and i think like instead of feeling jealous or like inadequate she's kind of moved into a place of like awe with Catherine's admiration yeah, like, I think she, like, likes how Catherine just owns it, and it's, like, very, like, I don't know. Yeah, she's, like, she was a blur, like, a cartoon character. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Ashley is, like, tells Casey that she asked Fisher to quit, but she says she really misses him, and Casey's Casey's really nice here. She's, like, do you think that you'd be able to trust him again? And Ashley says, I really want to try, but I drew this very hard line in the sand. And, you know, she just doesn't know what it looks like to go back on that. Like, what does it say about her? And what would that even be like to kind of go back on her word? And Casey says that she's just being a human being and that forgiving someone can sometimes be a sign of strength. Oh, it's really sweet. So... Grant comes back to the room and he does not have Whitney with him. 
And he tells Calvin that she took it better than he expected. She said she kind of suspected something when she saw him shopping at Express Men. (laughs) And Calvin's like, I feel really bad if I forced you out of the closet. And Grant's like, no, honestly, it's fine. I'm sorry that I dragged you into this. I'm like, good. Thank God you apologized for that because I was trying to harbor some resentment towards you, Grant. And Calvin then gives Grant his gift, which is beautifully wrapped. And it's a photo of them. It's so, so cute. cute. Yeah, it's a really cute gift. I don't think it would have been a tell at all if it was a photo of them kissing. But it's yeah, oh, like, they're no. Whitney, Whitney seems deeply oblivious anyway. Like I don't think she would have thought anything of it. Yeah. Yeah. What were you gonna say? Oh, I was. Yeah, I was equally as surprised. I was like, I don't think anything would have been revealed had that gift been opened by Whitney. Mm-mm. Right. So then Ashley is in the ZBZ kitchen and Fisher comes in to get his last check. And she's like, he's about to leave. And she goes, we're looking for a new hasher. And he turns around and she's like, do you know anybody? They should have their own transportation, like a motorcycle, perhaps. And he's like, I'm available. And she rehires him. And but also for love. (laughs) Yeah. How do you feel about this? Well, there's two answers to this, but I don't want to give anything away. Like, I felt different about it the first time I watched it than what knowing what happened, so. I am honestly freaked out. Like, I feel like, yeah. I remember once my friend told me this quote, and it's like, people will always change, but never in the way you need them to. And I have a Ooh. feeling that something bad is going to happen. Like, I don't trust Fisher yet. Oh, that's a good quote. That's a really good quote. Um, isn't, it, isn't it so true? Because you're like, people will always change. It's like, but they're never going to like change specifically in the way that you specifically need them to. I think it's hard yeah. to ask someone to change for you. If it's you know, exactly hard to say whether or not Fisher is doing this because he just desperately wants to be in Ashley's life, whether or not he's capable, capable of not making a mistake again, or if he you know, has come to this realization on his own and not because of like the pressure of wanting to be with her. I don't know. We will see. It's, it's very sad. I mean, like for Ashley's sake, sometimes I think you have to like see something through, you know, to be either done with it or like feel more closure. So maybe that's why, but we'll see how it plays out. Yeah. I don't think it like says anything bad about Ashley. I feel like in this instance, it's so much gray area that like I could see why she's like, I just don't feel like I'm done with it yet. But it's still scary because she's the character that I think deserves like the most loving relationship. And we've seen time and time again, her not get that. Yeah. Yeah, And it's like, how many chances did she give Travis? (sighs) Yeah. No, it's so hard. I think it's always it's like, I think it's giving second chances is so nuanced. It's never really like good or bad, but I do think no, it's like in this situation, it's if she's if she wants to giving a second chance, I think is definitely something to consider. Yeah, and I think it's hard, especially when they're right in front of you. Also, I have no room to talk. I am the queen of second, third, fourth, twelfth chances. So, <laughs> guess what? It's always bad. <laughs> people aren't changing in the way you need them to no they're changing certainly (laughs) not the way i need (laughs) so this part i'm a little confused on rusty is like at his advisors is he just over there like what's what is it is he just in that classroom area 
No, I think he goes to see him. Oh, he does. Well, he says yeah. he's not taking that job. And he's like, I just couldn't do it. And he's kind of ragging on Dr. Larson and like the whole thing. He's like, I don't want this flashy sponsor. I don't need that. Like saying that he, he doesn't want it for show. I'm like, yeah, you do. You're just pissed. It's he didn't the whole reason you. you're doing it. Yeah. He wouldn't actually, he didn't pick you for show. Mm-hmm. What are you saying? Like that's, that take is so annoying to me, whatever. He's like, yeah, I don't, I don't need it to just like show off. I can get this person. And then the advisor is like, well, n- stop trying to convince me. Like, I'm convinced. Mm-hmm. He says like, he actually. talking me. Yeah. He says he actually does like Rusty's idea. And Rusty's like, I never told you it. He's like, I've heard you blabbering on about it all semester, but I didn't want to tell you I heard because I didn't want to encourage you to keep talking to me. Oh, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah, I love this guy. He really brings Rusty's huge ego down to like a healthy level, which I appreciate. And so he agrees to be Rusty's sponsor and he's going to work on a project. Yeah. And that's how it ends. Winners. Ugh, mm-hmm. That's really hard. I like I'm actually going to go with Casey. Okay. And it starts out not great from her. I hate the way that she's like, she's kind of doing that mean girl thing of like, I think she feels really inferior to Catherine. So she's trying to like flex like over her mm-hmm. or something, yeah. which I really don't like. But I think towards the end of the episode, she like is really respecting Catherine and seeing it in a different way. And like, Catherine is really pushing her to be like better and like try mm-hmm. harder. And I, I like that. And I think she did end up getting creative with this and like, I liked seeing her conversation with Evan and I think her maybe a couple months ago or a couple episodes ago would have been really mad about the Cappy thing. And I think she handled that really well. I don't know. There was a lot of growth from her this episode. I'm going to say Rebecca. I just think Mm -hmm. um, she offered some good advice to Calvin. And I also thought she was so funny in this episode. Like I burst out with laughter and that entire bar scene. (laughs) I'm actually going to go Grant. Because mm. I like that he did the right thing and in person and he didn't just like wait till she left and then break up with her. He was honest, more honest than he needed to be. Yeah. Yeah. It is admirable that he like waited to tell her in person, even though he could have told Calvin sooner. Mm-hmm. Totally. Losers. Rusty. For thinking yet again he's owed more than he deserves. Right. Just for existing. I'm going to go Cappy. Not that we saw him a lot this episode, but the man is floundering. Like him with like the girls and just like not being able to be sober for 48 hours. I don't know. Like he's not okay right now. Misquoting Eleanor. Yeah, this did he's has he never seen the Princess Diaries? Come on. <laughs> um yeah, he's just like not okay right now and I feel like it's awkward and like kind of uncomfortable to watch. He is uncomfortable to watch right now. Yeah. I don't feel like we know where he is. Right. His scenes with Casey are exceptionally bad. Oh my God, I know. It's making me so sad. So I'm going to say, so kind of to contradict Grant as winner, I'm also going to say he's my loser. That's fair. Only because, Jacqueline, you brought up a really good point that he was technically cheating on two people. And I just really think that, like, if him and Calvin are living together, they're dating in secret. Like, I think he really does owe Calvin that information. Yeah, um, yeah, totally. Up front. Like, it's it's been a while now. So I just think, like, even though I think it's good he told her in person, I mean, 
that would be so hard. She traveled all the way there to surprise him for his birthday. Uh, yeah. yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that's true. He could have broken up with her if he wasn't comfortable coming out yet. Like, just broken up with her, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he didn't need to tell her why if he wasn't ready. Yeah. Yeah. Although breaking up with someone and giving no information could also be like a <laughs> uh, cruel yeah. form of punishment. It sounds like they were long distance. You could just say like, that's why. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I also forgot what I was thinking of earlier when I was saying, like, love again. It was the first cut is the deepest, that Cheryl Crow song. Oh, oh God, I love, love again. Oh, I love that song. Well, solid Thanks. fourth episode. Yes. Season three, episode four, baby. Woo! Yes. On this, on this um, farm. Rom- 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 rom-